Hey friend, welcome back to the Love Your Bible Podcast. In this episode, we're going to see the Bible as a lamp, not just to your spiritual feet. Thanks for listening to the Love Your Bible Podcast. I really believe if you love your Bible, you will love God, serve people, and live a life that matters. So today we're talking about the Bible as a lamp, but a lamp not just to your spiritual feet. So Psalm 119, 105 says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now I'll just be honest. I've sort of passed over that verse because it's just so cliche, right? Like there's Instagram posts of it. Um, If you're familiar with Amy Grant, anytime I hear this verse, I hear her singing this song. Like I'm not going to... I'm not going to uh, destroy your ears by singing, but I can just hear her singing that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. And and by the way, if you're about my age and you grew up kind of with Amy Grant, Stephen Curtis Chapman, those type people, there is a movie on Netflix called A Week Away, and it's about church camp. And you just need to go watch it, especially if you've got kids, go watch it with them, because what happens is it, it, it's about camp. But the genius behind it is they've redone all of these classic songs that we grew up, like Amy Grant, Stephen Chris Chapman, Audio Adrenaline, like Our God is an Awesome God, like those 90s songs that we worshipped with, those are the songs they use for the movie, but they're like newly mastered, newly sung, they have dances with them, so your kids will be like, oh, this music's awesome, but you're going to be singing the entire time. And it's a pretty good movie. Like it's good for the whole family. It's about church camp. Now, as a previous youth pastor, it bugs me a little bit because yes, it's all about romance. Actually kiss at the end. And uh, I've taken a lot of kids to camp and always said, hey, this is not camp hookup, right? So even though it is about romance at camp, which I strongly oppose, it's a really good movie and it'll have you singing and you're like, this is awesome. So Anyways, sorry to get on that path, but yeah, if you have heard that song, Amy Grant, you need to go watch A Week Away on Netflix because it is really good. But the reason I bring up that verse is because when I was in class at Southeastern, I had a, a cultural class, and my professor was Dr. Bruce Ashford. He wrote a book called Every Square Inch, if you want to check that out. Also, Letters to the American Christian, another great book by him. Really, really thoughtful guy, but he started class with this verse. And what he said about it really struck me, and so I want to share that with you today. So here, here's the verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And what he did is he read that verse, and he says, I want you to notice what this verse does not say. This verse does not say, your word is a lamp to my spiritual feet and a light to my religious path. He says that's, that's not what the verse says. This verse doesn't say the Bible is a lamp to our spiritual lives and a light to our religious ways or path. No, instead, what the Bible declares is it is a lamp to our feet, period. It is a light to our path, period. Like all of our feet, all of our paths, the Bible is the thing that illuminates the way we should go. 
And so here's what this means. The Bible, it's not just a book for your religious experience. It's not just a book to connect you with God, though, of course, it is that. It is a book that connects you with God, but it's also a book for every facet of your life. Like the Bible is not just the book that carries you through your religious endeavors. No, it's the Bible that that tells you everything you need to know about life. See, we have this this false divide. And the divide that we usually live in is the divide between the secular and the sacred. So we think there are sacred things like church, for instance, right? That's my sacred life. And then there is secular. That's like work. So we have secular things and sacred things, and we don't see those as overlapping. But in fact, that's actually a false divide. There is no such thing as a secular life that you have and then a sacred life that you have. In fact, all of your life is in the realm of sacred because God created everything. So he cares not only about your church life, but also your family life, your hobbies, your work. Everything that you do falls under that sacred category. Abraham Kuyper, who's a guy that Bruce Ashford uh, turned us on to in class, he says this, there is not a square inch in the whole dominion of our human experience over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Now, what is that verse saying? It's saying that that when it comes to your life, there's not a single aspect of your life, nor anyone's life, nor in the whole world, that Jesus Christ doesn't point his finger to it and say, that is mine. See, the truth is, Jesus rules over every square inch of the universe. That means all of it falls under the category of sacred, (laughs) There's not secular and sacred. No, everything is sacred. Everything is under God's dominion. And the Bible is the book we go to, to, well, to be our lamp for our feet and our light to our path. Not just our religious path or our spiritual life. No, all of life. Everything is defined by the Bible. See, the Bible doesn't just connect you to God. It tells you the truth about you, the truth about the world, the truth about everything. The Bible defines reality for us, not just our Sunday reality, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of life. So we have to love the Bible in order to have a a true light, a true north, a beacon that pulls us into where we should go, what we should do, how we should think. So we see that verse coming from Psalm 119. And I want to go to Psalm 119 just for a moment. First, I want to talk about it because if you're unfamiliar with Psalm 119, it is, it is one of the most spectacular chapters in Scripture. First of all, it is the longest chapter in all of Scripture. So if you're going to memorize a chapter, you probably don't want to memorize this one. Um, though there were some great men in history who have memorized this entire uh, chapter. Um, William uh, Wilberforce, who um, fought slavery, uh, he actually memorized this entire chapter. Um, also, Eric Liddell, who ran um, in that famous Chariots of Fire movie, he had also memorized this whole chapter. So it's a really, really great chapter. But I want to explain what's going on in Psalm 119. So one of the crazy things is there are 176 verses, and every single verse is about the Bible. Every verse mentions in some way the Word of God. 
Now, that's a lot of verses about the Bible, and but it's not only that, but it's the arrangement, okay? There are 22 stanzas in Psalm 119, and you can look in your Bible, and you'll see they're marked with a heading like um, uh, Aleph, Beth, Gimel, uh, these different um, Hebrew names, and in each stanza, there are eight lines. So it's like this perfectly arranged chapter in, in the Holy Scripture, and so what's going on here? Well, what happens is every stanza is taking one letter from the Greek alphabet. And so there's 22 letters in the Greek alphabet. So every stanza is taking a letter of the Greek alphabet. It would be like for us, um, think about in our English language, it would be like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now the A, there are eight lines with A letter words talking about the Bible, like the Bible is sweet like apples, strong like apes, altogether lovely. Like like every line has a A word in it. And then the next stanza would be all B words and then all C words. So it takes a lot of creativity. A lot of thought went into Psalm 119. So what I want to encourage you to do is to actually read Psalm 119 when this podcast is over. And if you don't want to read it, maybe listen to it. You can go to Bible Gateway. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can have Max uh, McLean who will read it to you in 15 minutes and his voice is mesmerizing. But you can probably read it in like five to six minutes. But I want you just to think about how great this chapter of Scripture is and how it talks about God's Word. So what I want to do is I want to give you the top 10 verses that I've pulled out of Psalm 119 as a teaser that will make you want to go and read it. Verse 11 says this, I have stored up your Word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So I love that that this person is storing the Word in his heart. In other words, the heart's about love, right? Desire. You're storing the Word in your heart so that you won't sin against God. So storing the word keeps us from sin. Verse 18 says this, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I love that. It's the idea that, that you're, it's a prayer. God, when I read the Bible, open my eyes that I may behold, that I might see the wondrous things that are there. That is a great prayer to pray before you ever read the Bible. Verse 21, verse 24 says, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Again, there's our delight word. When you love the Bible, the Bible, it becomes your counselor. It becomes the path and the light. It tells you what to do and how to go. So if you don't know uh, just how to navigate life, start loving the Bible and it will counsel your every step. Verse 36, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. And how tempted are we to always be selfish, right? We just tend to be very self-oriented. It's all about me. It's what I want. So the guy's saying, incline my heart to your testimonies, to the word. When my heart loves the Bible, I will stop loving self so much. Verse 68 says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. I love that. God is good and he does good. So because he's good and because he does good, teach me what you say. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your law. Teach me the word. Verse 77, let your mercy come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. So the mercy of God brings life to his people. How do we get mercy in life? It's by delighting in the law, delighting in the word. 89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Think about the word forever. 
forever the word of God is firmly fixed in heaven. It's not shaking. It's not going to change. It's not here today and gone tomorrow. No, it is sure. It's not like headline news that might be true today and might be proved false tomorrow. No, it is forever fixed in the heavens. Verse 92 says, If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. So here's a guy going through affliction, hard time, trouble, and he says, If I wouldn't have loved the Bible, I wouldn't have got through these hard times in my life. So loving the Bible, it's a proactive way to keep you uh, from, from burning out or from going through something you can't get through. In the afflictions of our life, our love for the Bible keeps us connected to the Lord. Verse 114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. I love that, that God is our hiding place and he's our shield. (laughs) Like like when things are going bad, you just want to hide in God. You want to be protected by God. And how does that happen? Well, it's when you hope in God's word. Last one I'll share with my top 10. It's 135. It says this, make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. I love that, right? That, That God, make your face shine upon your servant. Shine your goodness on us. Well, that happens when you teach us your statutes. So again, 178 verses. We just shared 10 of them. So that means there are 168 more that are all like this. They are all speaking of how good God's word is, how delightful it is, how you should love it and grow in it and let it be that thing that that really fuels all of your life. So what I hope to do in this podcast is to show you, hey, the Bible, it's not just a lamp to your spiritual feet. It's not just about spiritual life. It is, but it's also about everything. It's the Bible that that defines everything and shows you everything and gives you true reality. It is your counselor for not just your church going, but for work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and yeah, Thursday, today, like when we're trying to get through that grind. It is the word that directs all of your life. So what I hope has occurred that you have seen, wow, Psalm 119, that seems pretty amazing. Now what I want you to do is I want you to go and either listen to it or read it and think about how good God's word is. Hey, my tip for today to help you get in the Bible is to get a good Bible. Like actually go get a good Bible. Like if you've got a used one or you have one you just don't love and it's and it's tattered, it, it's not great, buy a really nice Bible that you're going to cherish. I recommend either ESV or CSB. Both those are really great translations. There are other translations. Those are just two I recommend. Get a good one. Okay, I've got like a goat skinned um, ESV Bible that's just beautiful. I love it. It feels good. It's like a pillow to me. Um, So uh, go get a really great Bible that you're going to love to hold, love to read. And if you want to get in the Bible more, go get a good Bible because a good Bible will make you want to read it even more. Hey, I'm so thankful that you listened to the Love Your Bible podcast. Hey, I just want to say in closing, thank you so much for your encouragement. I've got countless text messages. Um, A lot of you have rated and reviewed the show, which is just awesome. I read all of those, and they're so encouraging. So if you haven't rated the show, um, I would love for you to click that five star and leave a little rating just to let me know how you're enjoying this um, because that really does help. Uh, It helps push me to keep doing these. So huge thanks to you 
For those who did, uh, so untethered. Thanks for letting me use your music. And uh, as always, go and love your Bible.